uh, I know we wouldn't have healed and been able to move forward at, like we have if not for our, our community. Yeah. Our, so grateful. I really, I'm so grateful. It's, I mean, that's the thing is you don't want to go through things, but then you look back and you're like, yes, it strengthened that it strengthened us and allowed us to grow. And we had community to walk with us. But that doesn't happen if you just hide it and handle it in shame and isolate yourself. Yeah. If nobody knows, yeah. then how, how are they, how are you going to pour into other people and how are they going to pour into you? If they don't know what you're struggling with. So community is vital. It is vital to every, I mean, I just, I feel like we all need that. Aside from our relationship with Christ, we need community. We are in this together and we need to reach out and we need to help others. Hi, I'm Jeff Carter. Oh, (laughs) I really forgot to write this down from last week. I was really going to be on it. I I truly don't know how this goes. Can we go back to the original order? Yeah. All right. We're so glad you you guys are here. I don't remember what mine is. Hope y'all enjoy the podcast because we don't really know this set. (laughs) Fine, broken people. (laughs) I think we should just mad lib it. Give me an adjective. (laughs) Hungry. (laughs) (laughs) I guess you could. Yeah, body part. (laughs) (laughs) Pinky. We're already started. A place. <laughs> Welcome to the Hungry Pinky Podcast. <laughs> Adjective. I'm Def Carter. <laughs> and I'm Brian Field. <laughs> and we're we're, we're removing all the filters. <laughs> By searching out for broken people. <laughs> Here's your laugher asked. We will find you. <laughs> Anyway, I, I don't know how it goes. <laughs> well, we're excited about this one. Welcome to the Marriage Unfiltered podcast. My name's Lisa Carter. I'm Jeff Carter. I'm Melissa Field. And I'm Brian Field. We're just four broken people. Trying to help broken people. By exposing what marriage really is. By removing all the filters. Hey, good is job. Is that right? Pretty yeah. close. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want us exposing <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Man, I still, I, that's good. You, you would think I'd have this figured out. It's just out after. exposing what marriage really is. Oh. But that's okay. I think it's What'd I say? Exposing? You said bye. <laughs> by exposing what marriage is. Oh, okay. And he that's said bye. That's two exp- byes. Bye, bye, bye. That's bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. What is, seriously, I forgot what the topic. I have a lot going on in my community. head. Community. Yeah. Oh, ooh. I like it. I like I'm hearing <laughs> it for the first time. Community. If you don't get it, get it. Yeah. Yeah, last week we talked about pornography and basically how isolating it is, even though the lie tells you that it makes you feel wanted, but it really does. It isolates you and pulls you away from from others. And so this week we're going to talk about what it means to dig into community and find people to hold you accountable and help each other fight lies uh, through having one or two people or a whole crowd of people on different levels to, to walk life with. And we're lucky enough to get to do this podcast with those people in our lives. Yeah, what's funny about it is you just said, you know, how are you guys doing? It's been 36 hours since we've seen you guys. But 
really we haven't seen you guys alone and hung out with you like we normally do. We'll normally get together and just hang out and catch up, just the four of us. And we haven't done that in a while, so it almost feels like, yeah, we've seen you guys in different settings, but we haven't been right. just the two couples together. And so um, I kind of miss that. Our fireside chats. Yeah. It's been a little too cold at night. Hence the fire. And we're at it. Hence the wind blowing the wrong direction. One of direction. these days we'll sit at the fire pit and we'll record on our phones and just really get the real stuff for you guys. So you can hear <laughs> yeah. the West Texas wind. So Birdie's birthday was yesterday. Oh, that's right. And I had been calling around trying to find a place to have his birthday party. And everything's so expensive. Like ridiculously oh expensive. You go from 10 kids to 20 kids, you double your cost. So it goes from $220 to $440. And Brian's, and Brody was like, I can't not invite everyone in my class because that's not nice. And they're going to find out about it. Well, he has 13 kids in this class, which actually isn't much. But And then he's got some friends from other schools that he wants to invite. And so I just kept putting it off and putting it off. And then we went to Love and War this weekend. I came home and it was like, hey, happy birthday. You don't have a party on the books. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, how about April? April looks good for a party. Aww. So I think we're going to wait probably four weeks because last week we were told that we have to get out of our house. They're going to sell the house that we're renting. So we have 30 days to get out. And so we have, I have started trying to wrap my head around getting everything packed up. And so it's just, I feel bad. But at the same time, I'm like, hmm. I don't know. So we may have a party at the park. No, he really yeah. likes running around our land. Just have him and his friends go run around our land and look for snakes. Yes. Yeah. He would love that. Actually. He would love that. <laughs> or yes. y'all could have a moving party. Yeah. <laughs> kids to work. Don't invite your, your friends, but invite their dads. That's right. right. With trailers. That's right. Trucks. <laughs> you get more candy that way. It's a good idea. That's funny. So I feel like so everything's it, a whirlwind right now. Just ah. It costs that much to... Are those that like like a, you know, a jumping yeah, so, place? Mm-hmm, or so whatever. the altitude. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think anywhere skating parties. Golly, hundred dollar. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sorry, I just gulped. <laughs> so the place that we typically have this party every year is at a gymnastics place, and they are really good. They don't micromanage. The kids can just climb the ceiling. It doesn't matter. They can do whatever and. Um, last time I dropped him off at a party there and one of the dads got bit by a scorpion, <gasps> stung him on the ankle. Inside the building? Inside the building. Yikes. Cause it's out in the middle of nowhere, you know? Oh, know that's right. About. Is it, the, is it off that Idlewild? The, no. Like off of Andrews Highway? No, it's past the bus barn. Yeah. It's okay. out kind of toward, uh, what's that? Across 158. You keep going green, something west. Not green. Um, that's even worse. Gardendale. Yeah. <laughs> and we just like keep, Gardendale we just area. keep going back cause it's 250 dollars and it's how many kids you want it doesn't really seem to matter and so two years was it two years ago they busted his head open there and i'm like I'm coming back for more so we just <laughs> keep going it's okay Some micromanagement might be it's okay about, yeah right <laughs> no that was all him it was not anything they were amazing but anyway it was just i feel like sometimes things life gets overwhelming in, in certain areas so we just put it off like it's not whatever and then i looked up and i was like damn so i said pretty you can have a friend come come video game with you at home and um so he did and, that and he did and they had so much fun they did nice it was good. you don't have to spend money to have fun yeah but he wants presents <laughs> and lots of them <laughs> just doesn't want people he doesn't like, just can want i people. just tell my class to send your gifts here yeah exactly. <laughs> he doesn't care about their feelings he just wants more people there so he could get more presents <laughs> that's right anyway 
It's fine. Gosh, that's fine. And I'm having to kind of regroup. I'm sorry. Yeah, so Brody's birthday was yesterday, and we will probably have his party in a month. And you're all invited. Is that pretty normal? (laughs) Like, that's how wild our life, I feel like, has been. It's like, oh, happy birthday, and I need to schedule your birthday party. Yeah, y'all could do a pool party at the... At the place you're moving to, he wanted <laughs> he wanted a pool party. I was like, babe, you're you know, a February birthday. We cannot have a pool party. Ella can have all the pool parties she wants because it's her birthday's in June. Well, but, we have you know we take our girls on a Sweet Sixteen trip, and we're taking Kennedy on hers in May, and ooh. she'll already have been seventeen for three months. <laughs> so, where are you going? Where, yeah, where are you going? Tulsa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I heard What's Tulsa's Tulsa? nice this time of year. <laughs> What's going to happen there? No, there is a lake outside of Tulsa that has a really cool resort. She really wants to do water sports. And those are best on a lake, honestly, because they're a little more predictable. And so we did look at some different ocean places, but then started looking at lake resorts and found this place. And then it's close enough to Tulsa that we can go into town. It's a really cool town and do date night. And uh, we'll go get makeovers. I'll take her for some senior picture shoots and then go to dinner. And So is it just the two of you? Three. Jeff will go as well? Yep. Awesome. Yeah, he'll get a makeover. And then we'll head up to to Sam's graduation. Yeah, Sam graduates that next weekend, and so we'll just go from there to Sam's graduation. So this is in May. Good grief. Yes. It's happening fast. So the weather will be warmer. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, the the middle of May. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was interesting because doing this podcast and stuff, we've said multiple times that actions speak louder than words. So I thought about that with Ellen, how we keep telling her that we're proud of her, but we really should show her that we're proud of her. And so um, we're going to take, I am going to take her and her best friend to Dallas and just have a couple days where she gets to do what she wants to do. So she wanted to go to the aquarium and the zoo. So we're going to do that and just have a little girl time and just away time, which has the timing of it has been really good because classes are getting a little hard. So I'm excited for that for them. Not so much for me because you get girls together and it's like, oh, I need <laughs> earplugs and some wine. <laughs> Just kidding. Cheers. We don't have a script. There's nothing right. down here. Yeah. Sometimes we'll come into it and like, okay, here's some questions to prepare for. Everybody look up scripture. Here's some direction. Um, those more serious ones, we want to make sure we have notes. But tonight we're talking about today, literally, what should we talk about tonight? And we said, let's talk about community. And we're like, let's just let it flow. And so I didn't go take notes. I didn't do any preparing. And so we're just going to chat openly about community and how important it is. And so if this episode's real short, that's why. <laughs> or it makes no sense. That's, that's why. okay. I mean, we just have to keep people on their toes. It, this right. is us just flowing. <laughs> but it, it is an important thing to have, right? It's not something, I mean, we're it just going to blow yeah. over because yeah, it is no, no. important. It's very important. And I'm, I am really interested to hear you guys take on it, Brian and Jeff, because for some reason, men don't feel like they have the opportunity or want mm. to get involved in community. Girls, it comes more naturally. So I am interested to hear your thoughts on community. I yeah. Think, go ahead, Jeff. I think that we all, uh, I would even say desperately yearn for community, but we are attacked and shame and embarrassment and failure you know women have the the gift of relation a little bit more than men do but to add into that you know to have a 
um, honest relationship with somebody else, you need to admit failure. And that's tough to do. Interesting. And people don't want to do that. And Satan might even have you tied up enough to where not only do you want not want to admit failure, admit failure, but that it's everybody else's fault and you're not a failure, which is a, I think even a worse situation to be in to be able to get out of. Yeah, I know that in you know kind of shared a little bit of our testimony in the last couple of episodes, but um, one of the biggest things for me was. Um, I'm just naturally an, an introverted person. Um, so, you know, walking life with men and, and like you said, Jeff, being vulnerable and open about your feelings and stuff like that is was the last thing that I wanted to do. And I think that's where the enemy really gets a stronghold in a lot of men is because um, he, he puts that lie in our head that we don't need other men to walk with. And then if he can isolate us, which he did with me, um, he can just have his way. And so when God changed my heart, that was one of the things that really I think God put on my heart is that I needed to be around people, other men that could walk life with me so that I wouldn't fall back into, you know, the trap of isolation. And so that was my prayer when I got back from that boot camp where God moved. And I just said, God, I need, I need godly men in my life that can hold me accountable. And, uh, I bet that was pretty vulnerable putting like, Hey Jeff, I need to walk life with some, is that weird? Hey Jeff. <laughs> um, <laughs> Will you be my friend? Hi, my name is Jeff. <laughs> you know, it, it, I don't even remember that part. Man, I don't either. We, we really tried to sit down and think about it, but I couldn't recall it. But you know, it, it was the the best thing that came of that, of that boot camp, other than God changing my heart and saving my marriage is he did put Jeff in my life. And Jeff has been a blessing in the fact that he's one of those, um, rare men that, that you can walk life with that will tell you exactly what he's thinking. <laughs> and, and that's a good thing. That's I need, <laughs> I need that in my life because, um, you know, if I if I get to a spot where I'm struggling, Jeff is going to be the one that comes in and says, "Hey, this is how I'm seeing, it, and this is what I feel like you need to do," and so and I need that in my life, and so it's been a blessing. I honestly think just we were talking about our first interaction. I'm pretty sure that when we met y'all on the Love and War trip, and we sat down at at that you know dance uh, area or whatever. Um, and there was a lot of connections from people, uh, relations that we had in common, Alyssa and I, and then also Brian and I. And it seems like when we left, I had told Lisa, we need to reach out to them just on a, on a friendship level, not on a, on a need level, just on a friendship level. I think is a, in my head is what was. Well, I went into really fast, like Brian, had you come back from that trip and did you just pray, God, bring me friends and then shut your door and then sit on your couch? Or did you have to take an action step? No, I definitely had to act on it. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, it was totally and, and completely outside of my comfort zone to, to do that. But through that vulnerability and that kind of leap of faith per se, God just blessed it, man. Not with just Jeff, but like, I mean, you you look at the, 
when I, when I came back from that and, and Jeff and I kind of got together, we decided that, hey, we, we need this intentionality with other men. And so let's kind of put together a group that meets on a monthly basis so that we can build that community. And God, God blessed that. I mean, you know, from anywhere from 20 to 50 guys at any time could show up on a Saturday. And, yep. uh, it's just, it's, it's been, it's been a challenge at times because you have to <clears throat> step outside of the old comfort zone, but never has God, um, not blessed walking along godly men that could speak into your life. Yeah. yeah I would argue probably, I bet you there's been 400, probably 400 men that have shown up to that. That'd be my number Yeah, somewhere around there. And, and, and that speaks to the, to the follow through. So Brian, step one reached out. I'll, I'll just add a little bit to his deal and then, and then share my side of it. But you know, you reach out for other men and then you need to follow through and you need to keep those relationships. You know, the, the soul con thing is an, is an awesome thing. Um, it's been fantastic for me. I show up 90% of the time and it would be a nice challenge to men to show up 90% of the time. Um, my, so, you know, again, just follow through with, with community, not just, you know, reaching out. Oh, they didn't, you know, they never called me back or this, that, or the. <laughs> Numero uno. <laughs> this, that, or the other. They never called me back. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just, just follow through. My side, I think it came just a little bit different. Um, more, Maybe more on the humility side to where you know, I needed, I needed to sort of share my story at love and war pretty quick the way that went down. And then when couples, but men in general, when you share your story, I've never seen a situation where I, or if I were sharing my story, someone has come to me and said and, and presented it in a shameful way, like man, that was you shouldn't have said that. That's that's got to be embarrassing. It's never ever happened. I've never seen it where a man shares and someone else comes up and shames them. I just haven't. But we have this gut that that's what's going to happen, and it's and, and it's a lie. It's just not true. But when I had to share my story, I had men come up and relate, and you know Royce and um, Gary and just I mean a, a, a few a bunch of men that would be able to come up. And then that was just at love and war. And then it's, you know, well, maybe you need to share at marriage night where there's, you know, a hundred couples and then you got to maybe share to your church. And, you know, so just by sharing, I was able to present the opportunity for men to come to me, you know, with community, I guess, if, if I'm saying that right, that yeah. makes sense. I didn't necessarily have to reach out. I reached out through my story, I guess, is what I would say. Yeah. Yeah. In all honesty, Jeff's not really historically been the one that is like, hey, let's go find friends, babe. I mean, years ago when we were first married, I was trying to drag him to church events. And if he had the option to stay home, he was staying home. And then if we finally got him to go somewhere, he'd rather just sit. But in hindsight, that was you living in your shame and being stuck in 
being somebody that you are ashamed of. And so um, as God kind of drew that out in him, it it took a little bit of work, but that just wasn't his nature, really. That's actually pretty crazy because I've always felt... <clears throat> um, as a teenager and stuff, you were. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to create an argument in my head. I've like felt that I've always just been boisterous and, you know, whatever I say. But yeah, when we were first married, when it came to church, no, I was on lockdown, and that's it. I'd never thought. So there's been a pretty good transformation in my attitude and ability to talk about things. Where I, I had just in my head, I thought I've always talked like this, but. Yeah. To some extent, yeah. But there That's was definitely a time it was not. I was on lockdown. Yeah, That's I know good. for, um, it's easy to say that it's the natural thing for women. They have they naturally are in community, but all too often it's not very authentic. And I was always that opposite. I was not one to reach out for friendships because girls burned me when I was younger and girls were mean to me. And so... I avoided them. I didn't want to have friends. And God kept putting me in situations where if I wanted to have friends, I was going to have to step up and make it happen. And I remember in each time, like you were saying, Brian, God blessed my courage to just step up. And I remember freshman year of college and I had friends in high school, but I was an athlete and I was kind of in the limelight a little bit. They were not authentic friends. I had that one girlfriend that I fought over Jeff with. Um, I had a couple, but I never, we played basketball together, so it was natural. I went to college, and I knew not a soul, and so we were put in these freshman groups, and I just was drawn to one girl in particular, and I'm like, she's funny, and I think I could be her friend. And so I walked right over there, and I said, hey, I think we should be friends. And she was my maid of honor, and she's gone on trips with me, we're going to Mexico this year, her and some others. And God honored that. And she's still one of my, we're not close anymore, but we've got some really strong memories. And then the next one was, we had just moved down here and I would sit on my bed and cry and call my friends in Colorado and just miss home. And it was so hard for me. And then I just was like, I've got to get into a mom's group and went to a mom's group and kind of the same it's like the most it's like a supernatural thing because it's so not my character but um Wendy was the leader and she was talking about her three-year-old daughter who wants to be a princess and her husband's in the oil field and all these things and I'm like I think I think we have a lot in common so I sat next to her during craft time (laughs) best part of mom's groups (laughs) was this in first grade yeah (laughs) um and I just was like hey I, we have a lot in common. I think we should be friends. And she legit is one of my very best lifelong friends. We've raised our kids together. And um, and then the next time was we were at Love and War. And I looked at Jeff. I'm like, that lady served in Wee Gems with me. And I'm like, let's and go talk to them. she was a pain in my butt. <laughs> you have no idea how many times she said that. I know it. Oh, so not. I'm like, avoid that one. No. And I just saw you all over there. I'm like, we need to go be their friends. And God's blessed that like immensely. Um, so every time the Holy Spirit places on you, this needs to be a friendship. You need to follow through. And I've done that with, I've done it with That's the good. Kings recently. That's it. Four total people ever. And it's all, and we've got other friends from other avenues and lots of really good ones. But those are the ones I had to just step up and make it work. That's why I was asking you that. Like you can pray for friends, but 
you can't just lock that away and hope yeah, they yeah, show up at your door. That's good. Yeah. So just to wrap that that little story up, you feel that you said that. I was just trying to go back in our memory as far as when we sat down with those four. I think so. Or with, with us Yeah, four. so, um, spoiler alert, that was Brian and Alyssa, and that was five years ago. A little under. What, did you go to Eleven War that spring? That was almost six years ago. It was April. No, it was right? five years ago because it was... It was after I, boot camp. Boot camp was in February, and then that Eleven War was in April. Oh, that's oh, right. we should have an anniversary party. We can blend it with Brody's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. So, I have a question. It's only five years with, ago. With the men's group that you guys do, um, why do you feel that it works? Like what, what, I mean, do you have somebody get up and preach and, or, or like, what is it that makes it, what makes community work in your opinion? What's a special sauce? I think, uh, I think it just become it. I think it, people keep coming back to it because we are open and vulnerable and we, you know, we, we, talk about things that we're struggling with, um, you know, pornography, go, I, you know, I hate to keep going back there, but that's a huge thing that men struggle with. And we talk about it and there's really nothing off, off limits. And, and I feel like we've created a group where people feel comfortable knowing that we're not perfect. And, um, we, we champion those guys to come in and say, and we even challenge them and say, this is not a group that we, we want you to come in and just sit there and leave. Like we want you to, in order for you to get the most out of this, we want you to talk. We want you to share um, because that's how we, you know, grow closer to each other. And we realize that, hey, we're not in this alone. And so we, you know, we kind of tailor the messages around that too. So um, heart of a man is, is probably the theme that we um, go to in most times. and But I think it's just being open, a, a safe place for guys that are, you know, doing life and everybody struggles. That's cool. And, uh, you know, iron sharpens iron. I like to challenge. And, yeah, so, you know, we won't say, hey, you need to share. You haven't said anything. But we'll be like, man, if I'll say, if if you're showing up and not saying anything, I mean, it's really not valuable for you to come. Yeah. I mean, enjoy the donuts and coffee, but yeah. Well, do you think some of them are just like struck at first? I think that, you know, if you grow up in the church and you don't talk about any of these issues and then you go in front of these guys and these guys are sitting up there just talking about all their stuff, that can be quite intimidating and not something you're familiar with. Absolutely. I I don't know if it's more, more intimidating. I think it's more freeing. Like these, I think guys can come in for the first time and they can be like, holy crap, these guys don't, they don't hold anything back. And I love that. I think guys love that. But I see where Alyssa's, I mean, if, if you're caught in your shame and, and you don't have humility, I can see where the embarrassment comes in and somehow Satan lies. And I'm talking about pornography. Byron, Brian's talking about pornography, you know, Jim Bob's talking about pornography and then Mark over here is like, man, I don't know if I can share about pornography. That might be embarrassing, you know, and somehow it's Satan's got them locked up. I, I don't yeah. know. And and I look at it as a, you know, I look at it as, a, as God is building his army. And so to, to me, it's like I want as many guys to come as possible because we're, there are strength in numbers. Yep. And, you know, I look at it as kind of war. We, we are in a war 
And before, when I was isolated, I mean, there's no effective army when you're fighting by yourself. But if you can come in with a, a group of guys and lock shields and say, hey, man, life is hard. But, you know, we can lean on each other and we can lock shields and we can get through this together. It's powerful. I just think it's so interesting coming from where, I mean, I've, we've been married for 17 years. Is it 17? 16? Yeah. Where are we at? On, going on 17. Something like that. Um, but I think it's so interesting that this is not who you've been. You are such an introvert and you don't like, you cared so much about what other people thought. And so you hid behind, you wouldn't share anything. And so I think it's so crazy. And for, I, I don't know who needs to hear this, but anything is possible. God can, God does miracles. And this was a miracle for us that um, I'm actually the extrovert in the relationship it is not Brian, but to see him come alive and, and really be passionate about pursuing Christ and that kind of manifest into standing on stage and being okay with crowds and people listening to him, that is growth. And that is just showing the power of what God can do through the choice to be vulnerable because anybody has that opportunity, right? But it's just stepping out in faith and being honest. A hundred percent. When you, when you're not living that life, like I lived before where I didn't want people to know that I was struggling and there, there's so much weight on, on you. There's so much freedom that is offered when you can get up in front of a group of people and say, I really don't care what you think because this is what God has done in and through my life. And me sharing that is not me being prideful. It is me wanting you to experience the same thing. And so there's so much freedom to be able to do that. Absolutely. I want to go back to a comment you just made. You think you're the extrovert of the couple? (laughs) Yes. A little bit. A little bit. You're the extrovert of the foursome. (laughs) Yeah. Really? No, I think Jeff's. No, Jeff's right there too. I think I he's, think he's a lot more. Yeah, I think we're both we're both in community extroverts, but I think I run out of gas before you do. I think you have a larger tank for for taking on people. <laughs> I I used to always get so pissed mm-hmm. at that about <laughs> Alyssa because Alyssa is the type of person that she would go to the grocery store and she would meet a girl in the aisle. And she would find out their whole story. <laughs> and she would be like, you know what? We need to go on a, on a double date. And then <laughs> she, would, she would come home and she'd be, like, she'd be like, hey, Brian, at the grocery store, I met this girl. And um, she has two kids just <laughs> like us. And um, her husband's in the oil field. And I think that we need to go on a double date. And I was like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, so... That was kind during of, your hell no stage. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He used to Face. tell me no to everything. Like every, all my ideas were stupid back then, but now, um, no, but that's, what's funny. Lisa talking about where she really invested in, in sought out friendships. Um, I, yeah, I would go to the pediatrician's office and come back with a new friend. I mean, I had, I had friends and it would, he would get literally angry angry he's like you have too many friends and that literally that came out of his mouth which is so crazy to think about that now where before we would go places and I would know I was born and raised here so not that I am famous at all just being from a smaller town and 
I would know people. And now we go out and everybody knows Brian. It's oh, really cool. Nice. Yeah, he's the he's the one that more people know, which is funny. But I will have to say though, now um, just like this weekend when we were sitting there at the table, just the three oh, of us, right. and we were eating lunch, and we Jeff's were like, tank was out. Yep, I think all of our tanks were out. And Alyssa, she was still just curious as to she just wanted to talk to people. She wanted to know what they what they're all about, and I love that about. I love you. that about her too. Isn't that funny how we how it changes? And I'm grateful for that because then you're you're championing me and encouraging me to do what I enjoy doing. And that was made me think of that. Um, they were all sitting down eating, and Lisa's like, "Sit down and eat." And I was like, "No, I can't. <laughs> Still going. It's like, not my nature." Yeah. So it yeah, really Brian cool. looked at me like, "Just let her, let her be." I'm like, "You're right. I just let her be." <laughs> I just yeah. I have to make sure everybody else is good. I, uh, I'm the opposite at the grocery store. I used to wear AirPods um, and listen to music while I shopped, but people weren't getting the hint. So if I could get beats on so that it's really <laughs> evident that I have headphones on, oh. no, I will do it. No, H-E-B has the best um, radio ever. Like it is old school jams. And so Hilarious. I love listening to I their music. Pick, I do grocery pickup as much as possible because I had to tell hi to the guy yeah. putting it in my trunk. That was it. Man, <laughs> just one person. My favorite, favorite part about COVID was two things. <laughs> one, the drive by birthday party. <laughs> yes. We need to keep that tradition yes, going. We do. <laughs> and number two is I really liked wearing a mask. <laughs> you don't have to smile or Be what? No, because yeah. I could wear a mask, I could pull down my hat, and I could wear sunglasses, and nobody knows who you are. <laughs> that's right. Wow. No, that's oh. actually true. That I, I love doing car line at school in the mornings, and I love it even more now because we had that taken away from us, and we had to wear a mask. I couldn't smile. Like, no one could see my smile, and I feel like it. It's the best just, part about you. It really makes, yeah. you know, it could brighten someone's day. And so now me and the the girl at the front of the car line, she actually wears costumes. So we're like jamming and having so much fun dancing around, waving at people. So, but it, it's crazy. You, I think about COVID. Yeah, I'm like, so man, fun. what we had. And in the airport, like I'm the same way. Like you, somebody walks by and, you, and you're smiling. And, they're like, you, and then you think they can't see me smile. So <laughs> you need to really just say, hey, I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm smiling. Yeah. I'm smiling. Anyway, it's oh, crazy. Funny. But I am super grateful for I just walking this journey out, and it is opposite of the what the world says and thinks. But in order to really draw people in and to have community, in my opinion, is to be open and honest and vulnerable. We did a captivating um this is the time before last, I think, but it was really interesting because we had a small group of women and on Friday afternoon, everyone was really surfacy. Nobody knew each other. And, and then less than 24 hours later, that same group was sitting there and we were sharing our hearts and all the things and what God was doing in our lives. And someone commented that they're like, we are the same group that was here less than 24 hours, but we have connected in a way that I never dreamed we could connect mm. because we got real and honest and talked about our struggles. And the, the thing about that too, is the world says you lead with your credentials, you lead with what you do. And no one on this trip knew what each other did, 
but we just talked about our life and our struggles and that's what unified us. And so I'm grateful that God, I've always said I'm a hot mess. I'm perfectly imperfect. And I get to really be that and own that and be grateful for that. And so I think the bondage comes from Satan when we have to have it all together and we have to pretend. And so there is so much freedom walking out this life in community with others by being a mess. And I am so grateful for it. And it's so opposite of the world, which makes me laugh a little bit because I love it. Well, I think one of the things as women that gets in the way is intimidation. And so all too often we can look at another woman and go, no, they're, they're, they've got it all together. They've done it right. They're too beautiful, too wealthy, too skinny, fill in the blank, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this, that, and the other. And, and you can go, there's no way they would want to be my friend. And so then we don't approach. And if you, I'm just sitting here thinking of each of those friendships, like the first one, Rachel, she, I mean, she's the most confident, funny, beautiful, outgoing person. I should have been intimidated by her. And for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to talk to her. Wendy was the leader of the mom's group. I should have got, no, she's got it all together. She, she's up here leading this thing. I, I should have been intimidated. Alyssa, like, look at her. She's beautiful. I should have been intimidated by her. I am intimidated by her. But there's something that just drew me to each of those friendships. And that's the Holy Spirit said, no, go and talk to them. So if you're out there, listen to me right now. That person you think you would like to be friends with but you think they have blank over you. That's a lie. Um, I have a story about, sorry, story time with Lisa again. Yay, story time with Lisa. (laughs) My favorite. I do want to say real quick, did you just ask everybody to listen to you? She didn't ask. I'm just confused as to what we're doing. What do you mean? With the podcast. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She told them, listen listen, listen to this. I promise if a woman is listening, she's doing something else at the same time. So I'm telling you right now, drop what you're doing. Gotcha. Multitasking. Stop the podcast. My jam. Text that woman and say, hey, can we get coffee? And I promise that woman is on the other line going, oh, I thought this woman had this over me. Ooh, that's good. Um, So I was, I, I had just had Lexi. And so I was 19 years old, maybe 20. And I was helping babysit for a mom's group in Colorado. And I, my mom always babysat for them and didn't make much money, but she was like, Hey, come help out. They need help. And I would go babysit for them too. And one time, one of the ladies was dropping off her daughter in the classroom. And she's like, what are you doing up here? Don't you have a a toddler? I was like, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm up here doing childcare. That's okay. And the next week, and what I was telling myself was the women in that mom's group at the church, they did it the right way. They got married first. Then they had babies. They all have beautiful houses. I have an apartment. They all have money. I don't. And that very next week, her name's Beth. I don't think she listens, but she came up to the door, dropped off her daughter, and she had a replacement for me. And she said, you need to come down with us. And I'm still friends with many of those women because they chose to fight for my friendship. And I was hiding in my shame. And I thought I wasn't, I wasn't them. I didn't do things the right way. And so I didn't deserve their friendships. And so even though there's many times I fought for those friends, there was times they fought for me too. That's amazing. Love that. And the, the crazy flip side of this is 
people are intimidated by, I know they are, people are intimidated by us because we are authentic and they wish that they could be authentic too, but they are bound by something. And the great thing about this is the more that I walk and grow in who I am in Christ, the less I care about what others think. Um, You know, after I leave lunch with some girlfriends or something, I would second guess everything I said and go, oh, so dumb. why did I even bring that up? Why did I say this? And I would just beat myself up. Gosh, you're such an idiot. And I wouldn't even have any great takeaways from the lunch because I'm too busy beating myself up about everything I did wrong. And so I feel like as I've grown further, it's like I, I really am who I am and I'm not going to second guess it because if I've woken up in the morning and said, God, use me, I'm a vessel, speak through me, then I have to believe that God said what he wanted me to say or made someone laugh or made someone's day or whatever it was. But it's just freedom just continues to come in different ways. And I love that. I love that we continue to grow and we experience freedom by walking out at transparency. And so I'm, I'm grateful for it. I think that's good. You know, this weekend, Eric said something good where, you know, a lot of times in church you might hear, um, God won't give you more than you can handle. And his take on it, which I agree with, is, oh, no, God will give you much more than you can handle. But he's doing that so you can reach out to him for the answer. And I think that's the biggest key for probably all four of us when it comes to our you know, lack of shame or willing to tell our story or willing to be vulnerable or whatever it is, is we've just developed that much of a, I'm not, well, I don't want to say that people don't have a strong relationship with, with Christ. We did all, all four of us have a confidence that, you know, we, we all know, all four of us know that it all starts with a relationship with God. And it's taken time for all of us to discover that. It wasn't a switch. Brian was pretty quick, but it's still been a journey for him. And it's definitely been a journey for me. It's been just little decision after little decision after little decision. And eight years later, I look up and I'm like, wow, I'm not even close to the man I was then. And I don't really care what you think, even though, as we just discussed early on in my marriage, I cared what everybody thought. And I go back to 2010 and 2014, my two really tough years. And yeah, I cared a lot about what people thought. Yeah. I think it goes back to what we've been talking about a lot lately is validation. Like, you know, early on, in, even in our, in our walk in this ministry, I was like Alyssa. I would go up on a panel or I would get in front of a group and the enemies always attacked me and my intelligence and like, you're not smart enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I would get up in front of a group and I would have to feel like I was so prepared to talk and I would think of all these things of what I was going to say. And then I would sit down and then I would just completely beat myself up. Like that was the dumbest thing ever. Mm -hmm. But I think it was because I was not, my validation was not where it was supposed to be. It was, I was wanting the validation of the people that I was talking to. But now as God has continued to walk us through this, like I don't get my validation from those guys that I'm talking to or those couples that I'm talking to. I get my validation from God. And so I can get up there and be an 
freaking idiot <laughs> and I really care. Yeah. So I think it's like, where do you get your validation? Yep. And that's good. I think that's a really good point. I mean, yep. honestly, community is important, but don't hear us wrong. It still has to have its place in line. God needs to be first and then our marriage and our family and then our community. And now, yeah, that community can be some of the strong, the foundation to help all of that stay in line. But you can't rearrange that in the wrong order because you can't worship your friends. You can't put your friends in front of your marriage. That has to be in the right order. The right uh, order. So that's a really good point, you guys. And just a caveat to that when it comes to community and when it comes to the priority Lisa's right for the priority list. Um, but I don't suggest your spouse being your accountability partner. That's right. They need to know everything that's going on, but there can be a filter with an accountability partner to where Brian and I will talk about things maybe before I talk to Lisa. Or Brian might talk to me about some things before he talks to Alyssa. And just, just to have an, an accountability partner and how you approach that it's just the one little caveat. They still need to know everything and, and need to know everything quickly. And a good accountability partner is going to be like, okay, so when we're done talking here, you're going to call your wife, right? Because you need to call her right now. Yeah, that's good. Okay. One thing I love about community for me is it brings joy and it brings, I mean, you, you know what you're going to get. You know that it's authentic it's real. And so that's where joy and walking life come in. And it's frankly, to be perfectly honest with you where I am now, it's easy. Like I love, like Lisa, I love walking life with her. I know that she knows my heart. And so if I say something, she's not looking to go, oh, well, she said that to me. I'm sure she meant this. I mean, it's real authentic. I do that sometimes, but then I have to defeat that lie. <laughs> oh, that's your own thing then. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's not me. <laughs> well, I'm at a better place than you then, I that's guess. Sweet. No, 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 but I think it's- Go so, to God. Go to, that's right. Go to God. No, but I just love it because it's like, this is real and this is great. And and so I, I just I love the freedom that the friendships I have bring in we know each other's heart. And so it just makes it, it makes it a lot of fun. So that's what community is for me. It really is. And it's the help that I get when we were struggling. It's like community surrounded us and lifted us, us, lifted us up and spoke truth over us when we couldn't see truth and, and gave us different perspective. And there's just so much life in community. It is essential in order to live out the life that we were called to live. That that's, that's one point that I was going to say, I know this has been a whole uh, Carter field thing. Like I love you guys, but I mean, I just think about our recent struggles. Like if you guys hadn't been in the middle of that with us fighting for it, like, no, who knows, you know, but you guys loved us and you spoke truth and you were harsh and that's what we needed. I needed, but you guys were harsh, but you were loving. Mm -hmm. And I know that I could go to you guys and be like, Hey dude, I killed a man. And, uh, and, uh, I can I don't, tell you how to hide the body. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We got shovels. We've been watching enough we, Dateline. Okay. We're, we're a public podcast. <laughs> we're joking. But I could go to Jeff. I could go to Jeff and he'd be like, okay, well you probably shouldn't have done that, but, um, <laughs> let's go get the body and I'll, and we'll, we'll bury it. Let's tell Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll tell yeah. her on the way out. Yeah. But I'm just super thankful oh, for awesome. you guys. Awesome. Well, and that's the other thing is when we went through that, it, we, you have to surround yourself with the right community yes. that will speak the word that for us, it was no one ever came to me and said, well, 
are you going to leave your husband? That was not even on the table. It was, okay, let's work through this. Let's talk about this. If you feel this way, I'm going to validate you. And then we're going to look to truth. And, and so I, I feel like that's very important because if you have people that are like feeding that lie of, yeah, he isn't, oh my gosh, he'll never change. You need to, you know, all of that garbage, then those are not authentically um, Christian friends that should be in your life that you should look to to help counsel you yeah or put any weight on what they say yeah right. i was actually going to make that turn so that's perfect that yeah you gotta be careful ba- with no, family what is bad too. community because community can be bad we had when we went through i mean we've had i've just shared those stories of these people who are my lifelong friends so we have had good people in our lives all the way throughout but the people we were turning to and surrounded ourselves with were not people pointing us to fight for our marriage. And in fact, there were people who just up and bailed when, when things got really hard, I'd go to dinner with friends who just were like, Hey, just, I can't believe you're still with him. And we have, let's all divorce our husbands together, or you should divorce him or you should at least separate. And there are times that's necessary, but it wasn't necessary in our marriage. So we didn't have people. So then when, because the circumstances became dire, we had to sell our house and move in with his brother and downsize drastically and move our stuff to storage and transition. It was really basically us. I mean, there was a friend or two that were, they didn't go running for the hills, but there wasn't a lot of people just saying, what can we do? Let's fight for your marriage. Let's find something for you guys. And so the people we were surrounded, we had friends quote unquote all around us, but we were still isolated. That's so true. And I think for us, where was, what was my thought? Hang on. I was going to just piggyback on that with, um, you know, you can have some good friends. And so, you know, with my gambling, I have a lot of golfing buddies who will gamble on the round or this side or the other. And I should be number two. Sorry. Quit interrupting. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's just funny. No, I want to be interrupted. We don't even think it's that bad. It's, it's just, not. It's uh, you. That's drives me nuts. Oh, I want to. I want to get it out. Um, get it all out, Jeff. We would Shake be playing out. golf, and they would ask, "Hey, you know, do you want to gamble or something?" And I'd be like, "No," because I wasn't necessarily confiding in them as far as you know. Hey, I have an addiction that I need help with, and some of them might have still even asked after I had said that. I'm just saying that there's different levels and we don't want to, I don't want to cast blame. If you're not being honest with a person, if I was not honest with these guys, I don't want to condemn them because I was not being honest. Yeah, that's fair. And, and, and I'm not trying to protect anybody here. I'm talking about in general, if we're, I, I really, for some reason in my head, this whole this whole night is about people that don't think it's their fault, and so man, it I, I keep trying to reach out and I keep getting blasted, or they don't know what I'm where I'm coming from, or this that <laughs> blah blah blah. I keep getting blasted. They keep getting blasted, or you know the friends don't know where I'm coming from. Well, you're not being one hundred percent honest with them, and you know that's that's a, that's going to be tough to find a true friend. If you're looking for a true friend and you're just not going to be honest with them and you need to throw it out there and you are going to miss it sometimes. 
with friends, but you need to throw it out there. The second thing real quick is perspective. That's what I think screws us up, screws me up the most is perspective. And when you have community, when I can go to Brian and Alyssa or other friends and vent about what's going on in my life and for them to be able to react outside of my life and to provide a different perspective that is most likely a more accurate perspective. You know, that's the biggest thing I think for community. Side note, you won't reach out to me individually. Right. You that's said, correct. yeah, it, it, it's Brian only or Alyssa. No. Brian and Alyssa. Yes. Did I say or Alyssa? Yes. Yeah. Brian and Alyssa. We don't have a relationship <laughs> without that's, Brian yes, there. Let's make that clear. That's right. Yes. Just do yeah. not uh, yes. make a friendship with an opposite. Yeah, person. that's a very good point there. Yeah, do not. That's very dangerous. Yeah, yes. absolutely. One thing I was going to say, kind of speaking to what you said, Jeff, is after we, and I'm just, just because it was so recent, I'm not throwing Brian under the bus. Please know my heart here. But as soon as we went through what we did and I felt just utter brokenness, lack of, I couldn't trust. I was like that betrayal feeling. I immediately thought of two off the top of my head, like immediately thought of two people that have walked this journey. And I was like, I can call them. They know because you don't know really what that feeling feels like unless that specific thing has happened to you. And so I think that it is important. This is why this is where growth in the body of Christ comes in is when we're able to share, we are able then to be there to help other people through their struggles. And I think that's really important. So it's not about just putting all your junk out there. It's about putting, putting your experiences. You've gone through it for a reason and God can use it for good. And that is how he's going to use it for good is when somebody else falls into this you know, pit of despair. It's like, I know exactly what you're going through. Let me help you. Let me give you tools. Here's what I did. Here's what I'm continuing to do. And it makes a big difference. So for me, community and vulnerability, honesty, all of that kind of go together in order to strengthen the the body of believers. Well, I think that's a really good point because I, I'm sitting here kind of like you said, both of you said, you get done with the conversation and you're sitting there going, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I mean, we did have friends at that time who have genuinely loved us and still fight for us, but we weren't being real with them. That's we right. weren't telling them what the real issues were. And, or my very best friend, she had her own marriage stuff going on. And so we were trying to confide in each other. It was like clinging to, instead of clinging to a life raft, you're clinging to, to another drowning victim. Mm. And it, we had each other and that was good, but we were both still drowning. And so there's got to be people in your life who can challenge you at multiple levels um, because we've been through hard things, but there's times you guys will come to us and we're drowning too. We could offer truth, but we'll also then reach out to that next level and go, okay, we, this is hard. We'll walk with you, but we all have to step into some wiser counsel in this situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think too, another thing is we can't assume that if somebody, if we have the perspective that somebody's worse is worse than ours, that they, you know, we don't want to ever bring this up in front of them. In our situation, I had a friend who was going through much worse than I am, but she's like, I'm still your friend and I still care about you and your problem matters. And it doesn't nullify. Like, so I feel like that's the, those are the kinds of people you want around me. I wasn't, you know, I really, my, my stuff wasn't that much compared to what she's walking through. But at the same time, she loved me well. And she, I just, I think that's the beauty of community. Yeah. And vulnerability in community. Uh, it's so wonderful. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what are practical steps, you guys? What do you think? Like it top few on top of your head, like practical steps. How do you find those people? You pray about it. Pray that God will put people in your life. You stop posting about your perfect life on social media. Quote, unquote. You get involved. You step outside of your comfort zone and you do things that are, that you know that are good for your marriage that you really probably don't want to do anyway. And, and, and I think getting outside of your comfort zone is, is key. Yeah. And, and don't assume the worst. Like for couples that come to marriage night, we don't look at you and go, oh my gosh, you're about to get a divorce. What's going on? It's the worst. You know, it's like we look at marriage night as tools to strengthen your marriage. That's it. So don't assume that everyone's look glaring at you going, oh my gosh, what are they, you know, in any situation. If you go to small group, if you get any kind of community, people don't look at you that way. Yeah. It's like our shirts say is you got to do the work and uh, you can't just expect it to happen and, and it happened. So, yeah, I think that making assumptions is the very worst thing that we do. We assume yes. that that person has enough friends and they don't need my friendship or they're too good for me. Or like I said earlier, fill in the blank that makes me disqualified And I can almost promise you, and I don't want to give a percentage, but it's a really high percentage of those people are lonely. You think back in high school, Jeff has a really good story about a girl who everybody thought was the most popular girl in school. And he would lived in the same neighborhood. He'd drive by her house and see her bedroom light on on a Friday night. Like people just assumed she had her friend list Mm -hmm. and that she didn't need to have friends in her life. And her friend card was full or her dance card was full. And she was lonely. Mm. I don't want to assume that, but it's a, a good example. You just assume that of somebody in your life. And you just might not. I mean, whose life could you bless by just reaching out and going, hey, I just feel like God's prompted me to talk to you. And it will bless their life. And it will really bless your life if you follow the Holy Spirit's prompting. Absolutely. And I that would, sounded a little creepy that I was like driving by. Who else is lonely tonight? Um, this is, this is really, your story, babe, yeah. not mine. <laughs> she's really popular and her lights on on Friday night. And, her and, bedroom. I know which one's her bedroom. And she doesn't close her windows either. <laughs> that sounds real bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm just on a really big kick. I feel like the more... The more you look like you have it all together, the worse the situation actually is. And so... Stop posting your perfect life on social media because it's it doesn't exist. You're you're trying to get people to portray something that's not real. So why be fake about it? You ain't fooling nobody. No. I think we were in the beginning. I think, you know, social media is so young in history. You know, what is it? Is it ten years old? It's not much it's not fifteen. It's fifteen years old. It is fifteen. Minimum. Minimum. Kennedy was a baby and I had MySpace. Oh, I loved MySpace. Oh, Can we just MySpace. talk about MySpace, please? I loved I it so much. I choose my own music, music, my own background. Oh, my you gosh. You choose your own music on it? Yes. Oh, you would dude. click on the page and the music would come oh, on. Wow. And I was, um, it was Gnarls. Is it Gnarls Barkley crazy? Yeah, Gnarls oh, does that make me crazy? Oh, I love it. Anyway, that was my, that <laughs> Have you ever looked your MySpace you the, page up? They're still out there. <gasps> no, I don't know how. Can yeah. someone please do that for me? I, I have would to look at that. Yeah, that'd be the so They're good. It, some of it is <gasps> a little janky, like it's the coding is not yeah. as great, but you can still look up your. Oh, MySpace I would pay money great. to see oh mine. Okay, we'll look it up. Oh, oh my, my gosh, God. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll share your MySpace pages to our Instagram. <gasps> 
Yes, I want to hear. I want to see what music you picked, what your picture is. Oh, I could tell you right now exactly what mine looked like. I couldn't tell you the song, but it was full of my kids' pictures, of course. I just think we've we've gotten on a kick to where social media, originally we were fooled, and it was like, oh, my gosh, these guys have such a great life. And we get, we're getting deeper and deeper into social media and realizing, yep, yeah, nope. Nobody has it. Yeah, it's a facade. Stop it. Like, yeah. just get it's. We are telling you, freedom comes from being honest and authentic. It really does, and it it is awesome. And I'm so thankful to have you guys in our lives because it's a fun journey. Absolutely, I'm thankful as for well. y'all too. We appreciate you guys. I mean, you're not getting rid of us, though. So yeah. Good. Hope you like us. We're here to stay. <laughs> yep, us You too. locked in that contract to build that house, and that's it. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, oh, you guys aren't going anywhere anytime soon, so I guess no. we are staying here. Never <laughs> never say never. You say uh-huh. <laughs> we're always here, and then we won't be. That's right. <laughs> that's a great ending to the <laughs> we're podcast. We're here until we're not. <laughs> yeah. We will be here until we're not. Till the Lord comes <laughs> back. <laughs> Dude, I, you've got such a beautiful voice. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> All right. All right. You guys have a really good week. Um, on that note, we love community so much. We want you to be a part of our community. So here's the plug. Please reach out to us and let us know how we're doing. We want to know because we want this to be something you want to listen to. So if you love it, rate it, please, and share it. Um, if you don't, um, leave us alone. Yeah. <laughs> leave us alone. Shut your <laughs> but we still haven't gotten any suggestions for, hey, we want to hear about this. So we must be doing a good job of covering our basis as we right. truck along here. Marriageunfiltered at yahoo.com. Um, email us or send us a social message, social message, <laughs> Instagram message. Uh, or on our MySpace. DM us. <laughs> yes. yes. Hook us up on your MySpace. Yes. I don't even remember how we had friends on MySpace. I don't remember that. You follow somebody, I guess. But yeah, share your MySpace pages. I will screenshot it and post it. If that you can pull mine up, I'm going okay, to. We're going to investigate that in a minute. Okay. All right. We love you guys right. so much. Thank you, you so much for being faithful listeners. Thank you for Brian and Jeff enduring what we drag them through every single week. Yes. Have a great um, rest of the week. Go out there and be vulnerable. That's right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Yeah, before we go too much further, though, I wanted to shout out to my friend Brandy, who was a senior in high school, and we are serving in um, high sc- in the high school ministry at our church, and she set up my MySpace page, and she and I had lunch the other day, and she was like, I'm listening to your podcast, and yes. she's married, and take, so, hi, Brandy, thank hi, you Brandy. for setting up my MySpace page. That was... You're very young. Validate me right now. That was that was Not that long ago. Because Kennedy was a baby. How did she hear about our podcast? Did she just see it on your social media? Probably. Uh, Brandy, you'll have to answer this, but I think so. She and I still keep up on social media, so. That's cool. MySpace friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What we did notice this weekend was, we don't know if it was the chicken or the egg, whichever came first, but Joe also says this, that, and the other, and. I noticed that, (laughs) too. Jeff will also say, and blah, 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 blah. And Joe does that too. <laughs> He'll go, you know, blah, 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 blah. Oh, great. What's the blah? So that means <laughs> I'm going to be saying it that. before too long. <laughs> this, that, and the other. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Start practicing. When do I do blah, 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 blah? You do it all the time. <laughs> you, when you start, you're trying to share something and you're like, oh, and blah, 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 blah. Like you're like, it's like you Just read that we don't care yeah. about the rest of the information. So you're like, you know, I was going to the store and this one guy <laughs> went blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, 
It's although, although I, you, probably, you probably don't use the hand motions like Lisa does. No. It's like she's playing the keyboard all the way down the piano. Yeah. <laughs> it's like trails off. <laughs> yeah. 